Well, hey, if you would grab a Bible and turn to John chapter 8, uh, you have pew Bibles in front of you. Uh, John is in the second half of the Bible. And, uh, and then uh, if you uh, don't have a Bible on you uh, and don't pick up pew Bible, it'll be on the screens or use your devices. Um, but we really hope to help you engage with Scripture and to see the difference that the Word of God makes in your life. We continue this morning in our series, as you just saw on the seven I am statements that Jesus makes in the Gospel of John. We're in week number two, uh, and today we're talking about Jesus as the light of the world. And so John chapter 8, starting in verse 12. When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Verse 13, the Pharisees and the Pharisees were this religious sect of uh, religious experts, leaders in Jerusalem. Uh, the Pharisees challenged him, here you are appearing as your own witness. Your testimony is not valid, meaning what you say about you can't be true. Jesus answered, even if I testify on my own behalf, my testimony is valid for I know where I came from and where I am going, but you have no idea where I come from or where I am going. You judge by human standards. I pass judgment on no one. But if I do judge, my decisions are true because I am not alone. I stand with the Father who sent me. In your own law, it is written that the testimony of two witnesses is true. I am one who testifies for myself. My other witness is the Father who sent me. So stop there. Um, when Ashley and I first got married, we moved, we both had grown up our whole lives in uh, the southeastern part of the U.S. We moved to Oregon, and we moved in the summer where the weather is just beautiful and delightful, and like I didn't know summers could be that gorgeous and easy to live outside in. Um, but then, late in the fall, uh, a different kind of weather set in, and it got to where it was cloudy and gloomy and rainy all day, every day. And what we learned was, you know, starting about October, when the, when the rainy season moved in, it was gloomy and dark, and there was no break from it for five to six months. It was just gloomy all the time. It was dark all the time. Um, and it felt like it was so heavy. It was so intense. And it felt like the darkness would never leave. The darkness, the gloom was everywhere. And I think we can sometimes experience that ourselves, that the gloom, the darkness seems everywhere. We look across our globe right now, we look across the world, uh, darkness seems everywhere. We look at the, the, uh, the terrorizing of innocent civilians in Ukraine right now, like darkness seems heavy. And we could list uh, hundreds of global incidents, uh, but we also know that there's darkness in us. Like we, we would go, yeah, there, uh, there, are, there are things that we don't want others to see or know about us. There's darkness in us. Um, and then we also seem like, see, we know there's darkness between us and others. That there's darkness around us. There's darkness in maybe in our relationships or in our workplaces or our schools, um, in our families. Like there can be darkness, um, things that we don't want others to see, things that um, are hidden, things that are corrosive inside of us. It feels like the darkness is all around. What I want to talk to you about today is in a world full of darkness, stay close to the light. Because light is the only thing that can defeat the darkness. Light is the only thing that can handle darkness. And so Jesus, who is the light of the world, shows us 
that there's something else possible. He looks at our darkness, he looks at our brokenness, and, he, and Jesus shows us there's a different way. The light of the world shows us a different way. And so I think, you know, as we hear that, it sounds good, right? Like the light of the world sounds good. We could use a little light, but we might, we might forget how deep the darkness has its hooks in us. We might forget how, how much the darkness um, conditions us and trains us and, 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 and warps the way we see ourselves in the world. In fact, uh, earlier in the book of John, he says this, here's the verdict, light has come into the world, but people loved darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. You see, many of us have convinced ourselves, at least when it comes to us, that the darkness isn't so bad. In fact, in our story, Jesus proclaims he is the light of the world. And then what you see is instantly these Pharisees, um, they start to invent reasons to dismiss Jesus. And I think that's like the human heart invents reasons to dismiss Jesus, to write him off, to ignore him, to not take him seriously. And so this scene that we read, it takes place during what's known as the Feast of Tabernacles, this, this annual Jewish feast where they celebrate, a festival where they celebrated how God delivered them from Egypt and led them across the desert and provided for them when they had nothing else to, to provide, no one else to lean upon that God provided. In this festival of tabernacles, they built tabernacles, little booths, uh, temporary shelters, and they stayed in them as a reminder that God was their provider. But the other thing that happened in that journey across the wilderness was that God led them by a cloud during the day, a cloud of light during the day, and a, cloud, a pillar of fire during the night so that they could see where they were going and they were protected from enemies and that they did not get off course. God led them. He was literally their salvation in the wilderness by being their light. So when Jesus at the Feast of Tabernacles, the Festival of Tabernacles, shows up and says, I am the light of the world, he is saying very boldly, I am the salvation of God. I am God come to save you. But they didn't want it. They did not want it. In fact, they started, again, they started making excuses to shut Jesus out. Rather than let the light shine, they blocked him out, right? And, and sometimes what we see is that our darkness uh, gets disguised. It gets disguised as, as trying to do the right thing or maybe just doing what everyone else is doing or just following the rules. Like we try to conform to some cultural expectation as a way of putting something before Jesus, as a way of blocking Jesus out. In fact, that's exactly what they say. It's not us, Jesus. It's the law. We have to follow the law, Jesus. There's only one of you. And what they're talking about is that in the Jewish legal uh, sort of code of their day, that you had to have two witnesses to verify a story or to validate a truth. You had to have two witnesses. And they're like, Jesus, we only see one of you. And he said, but there's two. You just refuse to see it. There's two of us. You just refuse to see it. He says, my father is with me. So catch this. He says, well, that doesn't work. So they try a different tact. If you kept reading in the story, what they say is, well, then where is your father, Jesus? And that is a not so veiled way of saying, hey, Jesus, 
you're trying to lecture us, weren't you born or weren't you conceived out of wedlock? Who is your father, Jesus? Right? So here's what happens. If they throw out one tactic, oh, it's about following the law. Jesus says, well, that's not, that doesn't work. And so then they get nasty. And they call out Jesus' family and his heritage. And it's like, they call him out. It gets nasty. They decide, they, they will write him off. They will find a way to ignore Jesus, whatever it takes. And what's exposed is that in the hearts of these people and in our hearts, that it's not about, you know, deep down, it's not about a love for the law. It's about a love for power and control. It wasn't about a love for the law for these Pharisees. It was about a love of power and control. The light shines into the darkness and exposes the truth. And we all need it. I mean, don't you know uh, some of the most successful and beautiful people have the darkest stuff, have the darkest stuff deep down. And some of, some of those who have made it in the eyes of the world are hiding such brokenness that it's carrying a crushing weight on their soul. Theologian Scott McKnight says, we live in a world of evaluations, assessments, and measurements. But Jesus turns his gaze deeper because he knows that what is measurable can be faked. What is measurable, what others can see, the face that we put onto the world can be faked. Does that sound familiar? I mean, I know that I do it. I, I know I have flaws. I don't want others to see it. I feel like I'm always trying to, yeah, everything's great. Everything's fine. I'm, I've gotten good at convincing others that everything is, everything is fine. I've gotten good at minimizing my darkness by putting on a veneer of acceptability. How many of us wear the mask, the measurements, we're faking something good and there's something dark lurking deep down. We need the darkness to be brought to the light, to the surface, to the, for the light to expose what's going on deep inside of us. But I told you that we lived in Oregon and in October it would get really dark for a long stretch. And the first year we lived there, um, we flew out at Christmas to go visit family. And one of the most amazing sights I can ever remember was we had been under this gloom for three months and then we get on an airplane at the Portland airport and we fly up by Mount Hood and you break out of the clouds and what you see is that the light has been there the whole time. The sun's still there, guys. And the light, the sun is bigger than the darkness. The light is bigger than the darkness and it's there. And that's what we need a reminder that Jesus is the light of the world and Jesus steps into our darkness. He is the light of the world and he steps into our darkness and none of our darkness is too dark for Jesus. He steps into it. Uh, one of my favorite book series uh, of all time is, is the Lord of the Rings trilogy. And, and in fact, I even like the movies. I, I'm, I'm not a purist in that sense. I thought the movies were great and entertaining. And as I thought about the light of the world, uh, I couldn't help but think of, there's a battle scene in uh, the, the movie, The Two Towers, um, where uh, 
the, 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 the crew is just up against it, right? Like they are, they are backed up against a wall. The forces of evil have combined and descended upon this place called Helm's Deep. And, and Aragorn and the other uh, heroes of the story, they sort of, they know the time, their time is up. Like the battle is over. They have lost. They are, they are overwhelmed by the darkness. Um, and, they, and they decide, well, let's just, let's just ride out and give it one more, you know, one more go. We know we're going to be defeated, but we're going we're gonna to go down with a fight. And so I want you to watch this clip of, of these, these, uh, these Middle Earth heroes riding out to face the darkness one last time. Stand alone. Not alone. Rohira! it short to keep it PG, but uh, at the darkest moment, the light floods in, and the darkness cannot stand in the face of the light. And no darkness, no darkness our world is experiencing, no darkness that you are experiencing, no darkness that you're hiding is too much for Jesus. The light has come into the world and the darkness cannot stand. In fact, that's the reason that Jesus came. Isaiah 9-2 says, the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep, deep darkness, a light has dawned. When our darkness feels overwhelming, the light comes close. Jesus comes to us. And the darkness cannot stand. So we're, not, we're not rescued by like our ability to like fight the darkness. We're not rescued by human opinion. We're rescued by God coming in the flesh. We're rescued by the light coming in the flesh and coming close. Author Sky Jatani says, We cannot begin to imagine the beauty that exists behind the shadows. A light beyond ourselves must be turned on us so that we can see. And this is precisely what occurred when God took on flesh and made his dwelling among us. The darkness flees when the light comes close. We're not fighters in this battle. We are the rescued. We are the rescued and we're called to carry the light of Christ that comes close to us wherever we go to experience the power of Christ in us. When we stay close to the light, it changes everything. Jesus gives us the light because he gives us himself. Jesus gives us himself. 
You've probably like owned or used uh, or seen a solar-powered light. So whether it's like a solar-powered uh, flashlight or um, even like a yard light that's solar-powered. What's fascinating is a solar-powered light, it receives light from the sun. It receives light from the source. And then it's able to use that light in the world. It receives the light and it sends it. And it's exactly the image we should have in our heads that we need the light. We need to stay close to the light. We need to receive the light so that it deals with the brokenness in us. But God doesn't stop there. The light deals with the brokenness in us and then it transforms the world. It goes out. It transforms us. The light comes into us and then it shines into the darkness of our world through us. Humans do not naturally possess the light. And yet Christ gives it to us that we might be his people in the world. That's why he tells his followers, you are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. You are the light of the world. And I think many of us um, can think of examples of where Christians and churches have failed to be the light of the world. In fact, I think for those of you here with us or those of you who are watching and you find yourself struggling um, with uh, your experience of Christianity or church or wrestling with your faith, I, I just want to apologize on behalf of all Christians um, who have chased power and, um, and, and have been hateful and have shut you off to the faith because they have not been the light of Christ in the world. What I pray for you what I hope is that you are genuinely drawn to the light of Christ that no man can mar. And yet at the same time, what I hope for the church is that we are truly able to be the light of Christ because we have stayed close to the light, because we have stayed close to the source, because we have stayed close to Jesus. And I think when you stay close to the light, it changes you. It changes the way you live it changes the way you treat others. Like when you stay close to the light, the light is evident. And we saw that uh, this past week. We saw that where these uh, Russian Orthodox priests were thrown into jail under the threat of death for standing up and speaking out against Putin's attack on Ukraine. Now, not all Orthodox Russian priests, in fact, the head of their church has been lockstep with Putin, um, but I was just amazed that all these Russian priests have spoken out against the violence and the war um, at the risk of their lives. And so it's easy for me in Edina, Minnesota, USA, to speak out against what Putin is doing because it doesn't cost me anything. But I'm, I'm amazed by priests who are willing to risk their lives to stand up and uh, speak out against it. And all I could think was, they've been close to the light. They've been close to the light, and it's evident. And that's my hope for us, that whatever situation it is, that we would be close to the light and that it would be evident. I'm going to call the band to come back up and lead us in our, our next song, but... Um, Gosh, I, I just hope that the light of Christ shines into your darkness and that it deals with you and whatever darkness is in you. But I also hope that the light shines through you and that you are courageously able to shine the light in the world because you have received something which you could never 
have done for yourself, but Christ has done for you. Let us receive the light and let the light do its thing with us and in us that we might shine the light in the world. Amen.